four, three, two, one. Where my party people at? Hey, everybody, it's a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. There's a lot to talk about. I learned a bunch over uh, the weekend. I got so many, so much stuff to tell you guys about Politicon. It's stupid. But it was very eye-opening. I learned a bunch. I, had, I did a couple of uh, hits on, on Fox News. There's the Deplorable Comedy Show. There's, there's tons. So let's jump in. I don't want to get into uh, like fried chicken recipes. So we got, we're thanking our lucky stars. We had some technical difficulties, but the gypsy figured it out. She's live in full effect from hurricane ravaged uh, gypsy camp somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere in the North Georgia mountains. And we actually didn't get hit too bad. We just lost internet for a little bit. Mm. South, internet. Of here is, south of here is really bad. But. The internet's bad everywhere. I, I don't. I don't know. The best internet I ever had mm -hmm. was was Long Island. It was. It was just like a spigot. It was just boom. I would download, upload, reliable, amazing. And I have had L.A. internet, uh, which is hint hint where I live. Boy howdy, I was uh, uploading a video the other night. I'm doing the two videos a week now. I love it. It's great. The analytics are whatever. But man, my internet just uh, it just decides to die. It will just randomly just stop working and then fire back up again. I'm on my third internet provider. I don't know what the problem is. How can they not? It's freaking 2018. It's 2018 for crying out loud. And it's Los Angeles. You'd think they Exactly. Have this down. Yeah. There yeah, you there's a really good reason. I think there's uh, 10 million people in the greater L.A. area. Mm -hmm. you, have, you have a really vested interest in having a qu high-quality qu product. Right. Okay, so that's, uh, that's us bitching about the Internet. But we're up, we're running, things are great. So this is the, this is the Politicon uh, episode. This is the Deplorable Comedy Tour episode. Uh, this is going to be the, the Luke Cage Disney Marvel episode. It's also the Caravan episode, which I think is is job one, ladies and gentlemen. That is job one. Let's talk about the caravan. Let's talk about illegal immigration. Let's talk about what the actual numbers are. We, were talk we, we discussed it a little bit last week, but it bears repeating. And I t <laughs> that you want to you make some... Uh, some uh, people on the left freak out, you start hitting them with those facts where, oh, you know what? It's not 11 million illegals. It's actually 22 million. But let's just talk specifically about this caravan. Uh, I've got here's, here's and here's my question for you. How are they how are they moving so fast? Have you seen this tweet now where they're like, if, if, if you started at, at X country and you're walking X miles a day at X miles, and it's like a freaking math problem. But, like, they're going fast. They're covering a lot of territory. It's like an army. It's like, what, 7,000, 8,000 people now? Oh, I, last I saw was 4,000. But, um, yeah, I, I, 
I've been scrolling through Twitter periodically. I haven't been on as much as I normally would be to prepare for a podcast such as this uh, for a variety of reasons. But um, one of the things I saw today was some human interest story about a six-year-old girl in this caravan who was provided with a stuffed animal that she lost and now she's devastated and I'm supposed to be really upset. Well, it's here's here's I'm not upset. All of her stuffed animals are at her house. And who's giving (laughs) stuffed animals to these people anyway? Like they're getting water, Uh, they're getting food, they're getting money, they're getting like no journalist that's covering this right now is doing their job because I want to know who's paying for this. And how they're going so fast. That's the thing that keeps getting me. Did you I'm, see I'm, the picture? I'm looking for, I think I have it bookmarked. I'm going to try to bring it up here, but it's like uh, James Woods is all over it. Oh, uh, yeah. What I, I picture want the are you military at the border. I want them arm in arm saying, do not pass go. You will not collect $200. Turn your ass around and go home. I say it halfway joking, but like, yeah, we yeah. should have the military guarding the border, and then we should have a, a there should be shoe companies and water companies and biscuit uh, picnic uh, picnic basket companies. The whole thing should be catered and stay here for the night. No one's going anywhere. Get some, here's some clean clothes. Here's a new pair of shoes. Here's some water. Uh, here's a an electric scooter, but. You're heading south now. You're heading right. back, and go I haven't heard. If, go see if Mexico will give you a, give you amnesty. Go do that. And that's come on. Mexico is telling us one thing, and they're telling the uh, the the immigrants another thing. Mm-hmm. They're like they're telling Trump, "Oh, we will stop them. We will stop them. We will tell them." And they're like, "Oh, they got through somehow." And telling them, "Hey, here's uh, I." Don't, it's a it's a showdown now. There's a, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it, and and some people are saying that this is like a George uh, Soros funded thing. But it seems like if you were a real conspiracy theory, you'd want this showdown right before the midterms. It seems like it would be a a Koch brothers thing. Like if you were really wearing a tinfoil hat, doesn't it? Who benefits the most from the illegal? Wouldn't it be the right? Saying, hey, let's send a bunch of illegal immigrants and then we'll focus on this problem. And if you vote for the Democrats, you're voting for more of this. It, it seems like the Koch brothers would be behind it. Uh, maybe I just – the timing is terrible. I don't – well, maybe that they're traveling fast. Maybe they'll get here before Election Day. But, I mean – you know, what are we going to do? Start family separations at the border again? I mean, I'm watching this thing with this woman with this stroller that fits three kids saying she's pushed that from Honduras. Seriously? That should be, that's a commercial for that stroller company. No kidding, but that's, those are some good wheels. They're getting transported somehow. We're missing what happens at night. (laughs) I think so too, but you got Fox news covering it. And if there were big, if there were big like tour buses that showed up or something, someone you'd think Fox News would catch it. I don't know. It's I'm it's just very over bizarre, it. and I think it's so strange that Mike Pence was down there a week before this caravan got together. So Mike Pence was down there telling the leaders of Central America, "You got to keep your people at home because they can't come to the United States." He leaves, and there's a caravan. What? Yeah. 
it's it's very very hanky and it's totally uh, there's also and there's also march into my country carrying the honduran flag if you're so proud to be honduran go back to honduras i've i've got so many solutions it's going to it's going to blow your your shorts off it is crazy on on every level it's crazy on every level here's the one thing that makes sense to me a few months ago, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, they're separating the children from their mothers and it's family separations. we got to do something. we got to put an end to this horrific policy. So they ended the zero tolerance policy. They ended that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they did that, border crossings, illegal crossings, all that stuff went up 80%. Yep. Right? There's mm-hmm. – uh, and I'm very sorry. I don't want to sound too cold about it. Uh, I, I know I, – I can say I – whatever – Life can't be great in El Salvador or in Honduras or or wherever. Um, and I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. At some point, though, you need to stay home and fix your country. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this. You got like how many thousand people on the march? Well, like if you if you've got a couple thousand people from El Salvador and you're like I'm fleeing gang violence. Well, here you go. Here's a gun. Here's a firearm. I'm gonna send you back. Because now you've got a small army, you can fight back against the gangs. You just need you just need firearms training, and if if you're literally fleeing, and this is what I said in the in the YouTube video last week as well, like literally, if if I'm fleeing for my life from a country, I'm gonna go to the next safe space. I'm not gonna go. I mean, I guess you could shoot for the moon. It's like it's like, and the the metaphor I used was like. In, in a crappy hotel, like you're driving down the road, your car breaks down, it's raining, you go to a hotel, and you're like, my car broke down, I need a place to stay, and they give you a room. In this case, the room is Mexico, and you're like, ooh, no, I don't like this room. And they're like, well, it's free, and you can live here, and you're not gonna, you're going to be out of the rain. Yeah, I kind of wanted the presidential suite. I kind of want the one with the fruit bath. I kind of want the America suite. You know the one right up there? And I don't want to pay. I just want to hang out because there's opportunity. That's what it, – it, it looks greedy to me. You cannot convince me all these people are fleeing for violence. They want a better economic future. No, they want that, a better way of, of life. That's one of the profiles they did. Oh, here's this mother who has eight children. She's brought two of them with her and left six in the crap hole that she left that's so violent that you can't live there, right? Yes. Um, she's coming to get a job so she can send money home. No. Yeah. No, no, because Jeff Sessions, despite the fact that we're not separating people at the border anymore, um, Jeff Sessions has said very clearly, economics is not a reason for refugee status. It's not a reason that you get a pass and we just let you walk on in. Unless you can prove imminent harm to yourself or your family based on politics, political or religious belief, you're going home. This is, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, you and I can see it so clearly. The majority of the people on the right can see it so clearly. And it's, and I, and I can't say this enough. And I was on, I was on a bunch of, uh, debate panels yesterday at Politicon, which we'll Mm -hmm. get into that in in, in a moment. And, uh, the guy from the Young Turks, uh, Cenk Younger, Sank Young, whatever his name is, he and I, uh, were debating, uh, immigration and God bless America. Just doing this podcast, doing the Loftus Party, the YouTube, my brain has a little bit of knowledge, and thank God I knew this stuff. And you can back <laughs> it up. It's so and so. This is like if you get in, if you listen to this show, 
uh, and and you're like, I, I hate getting in these de- debates. I never know what to do. Here's what you do, and uh, it works like a charm. First of all, you remind everyone, you remind your buddies that we take in a million people a year. We 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 legitimately. There's a line. There's mm-hmm. a line of people from all over the world. We take in a million people a year. No one else does that. No one else comes close. Nope. We are the most generous giving nation in the history of this big blue marble we call a planet. Mm-hmm. So I asked, uh, and they all, oh, well, it's, it's a few more. What are they going to do? A few more, a few more. And like, like I said earlier, it's not 11 million people. Uh, illegal aliens. It's 22 million illegal aliens, and they go. Well, they give back. They're not that much of a drain on, on financially. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. The 11, the 11 million. Uh, they, they, they give back about 16, uh, 16 billion. Uh, you know, when they're buying Snickers bars and whatever the hell, hell else you buy. But what they get in services, welfare, aid hospital, all that is like, and this is, these are all based on 11 million uh, immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's like 116 billion that were out of pocket. Yep. Then you add in what you were talking about. Then with the money they bring in, they send it back to their home country because it is a fortune. Uh-huh. I'm not saying, I'm not saying your home country isn't uh, a bad place. So we lose it changes the demographic of who we are. So here's what you do uh, when you're talking to your your Democrat and your liberal friends. And this is what I asked uh, Chank or Sank or whatever the heck his name is. I'm like, what's the number? How many should we take? How many how many people should we take in a year? And they can never answer it. They can never Whoever answer it because they don't. Come. Exactly. It's <laughs> no. and, and it's not. You hear Trump say this at rallies. And, and it, they literally, it equals open borders because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, my policy and the policy of the United States is to take in a million people from all over the world. Right. Your policy is to legit just let anybody come. And then I flipped it on, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself with the whole Politicon thing, but, uh, but I flipped it on them and I'm like, well, what about the kids in Africa that want to get here that just can't walk? You know, they can't just walk here. There's no land bridge mm-hmm. uh, from Africa here. What about the, the kids in, in Asia? What about the kids in India and Pan-Asia that want to get – there's no land bridge. So what, we're just going to be racist against them? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you care about the citizens of the kids in Africa so much. And then I took that a little personally because I've actually been to Soweto and I've actually helped out the children of Africa. Mm-hmm. So like and – and this is what hit me. It's all about racism, race, the entire right, the entire conservative movement. Okay, the left is doing one thing. The left is uh, moving this country towards socialism. Mm -hmm. And they've got the right. We are still on our heels. We are still, and it's been this way since uh, Trump started running, the entire right were racists in their eyes. And that's how they're going to, that's how they're going to frame every debate Everything's going to come back to racism. Racism, and already you- sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia. Yeah, they've got oh, you for should, everything. You should have seen. It was me. It was myself uh, and Liz Wheeler. She's like from uh, uh, One America News Network. She mm-hmm. has a very popular program. She and I were on the right, and this, these other people were on the left, the Young Turks and some other. And man, now this is, this is Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And there's about... 250, 300 people in the hall. 
the uh, there was overflow. There was people that couldn't get in, and they're all <laughs> predominantly Democrats, predominantly liberals. And did they hate m- myself? And did they hate Liz? It was and and like she and I would just look at each other like this is crazy, like this is crazy. And you can say things. And, and it's like the, the the Ben Shapiro of it all. They don't care about the facts. You're a, you're a racist. You are a straight up racist if you don't see things their way. And the only way you're going to have a conversation is if you would kind of admit you're a racist. And then if you... You know, I'm not doing just, that. Me neither. I know. Me neither. And it's just... I always talk about this on the show. When, when I like, I think I have my arms around the problem. And I think I have a solution. And so now I think I have my arms around the problem. And I think I have a solution. The only solution to this, uh, and it goes back to the Jordan Peter, just be the best individual you can be. Try to have a good time. Live a wonderful life and be kind to your fellow man. But that's the, that's the only hope that the right has. They, they, they do not like us. I hate using words like they. But the people in this hall... Woo! They did not like us. They were not interested in solutions. And in their eyes, we're just straight up racist. So that one's just like, okay, so that's your reality. I'm just going to keep doing, I'm just going to keep jamming on what I'm jamming on. Because there's no way. I honestly think, and maybe this is because there's a knot of conservative personalities, et cetera, in the LA area. I swear to God, if I was Ben Shapiro, if I was the Daily Wire, if I was the Fox News personalities, One American News, and I got an invitation to this Politicon event, I'd be like, no thanks. Well, I mean, every email that came out from that conference was purely lefty. Oh, look what Michael Avenatti and Kathy Griffith said. No, no, I don't want to look what they said. They're morons. Like, why do I care what Kathy Griffith says? For real. And there was a ton of that. And I've and, watched... And Michael I've, I've Avenatti? Been... He lost uh, yeah. his lawsuit. Oh, he the Stormy Daniels one? He lost the lawsuit against the president and had his client ordered to pay the president's legal fees. So, here's here's <laughs> what... So, this goes back to the horse face comment. Oh, my so, God. So, we'll talk about Did that. Did you see his anti-horse face video? No. Uh, but I was. Oh, my God. I was asked about this mm-hmm. at at Politicon, and mm-hmm. my they did not like my answer. They did not like my answer. I go, I go. Okay, so Stormy Daniels goes out. She gets interviewed. She's on sixty Minutes, and she's literally talking about the size, the shape, the look of the president's wiener. Schmackle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's small. It looks like a toad. It reminded me of Super Mario Toadstool. So that's a pretty big insult. Okay, so she mm-hmm. she, she legit started it. She started it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're gonna say I have a tiny wiener. Guess what, horse face? <laughs> you and and I'm like, so right. He, he was hitting. He was hitting back, and I'm like, so if she's equal. If men and women are equal, and she hits him publicly, if he hits her back, I don't feel bad at all. And and they they looked at me like I was a monster. They're like, oh, she's okay. brave. She's brave, and she's, she's not challenging. Brave. She was looking she's... for cash. Exactly. 
So I'm like, you know? I, I, uh, when, when I'm supposed to be shocked and horrified, I'm supposed to play the Bill Crystal, you know. uh, never Trumper in this. And I'm like, oh, the horse face thing. I loved it. And oh <laughs> man, it was like a grenade went off in the room. You it was like a grenade first, went off. You know, my first comment was what? Oh, I thought he was talking about Avenatti. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> He's got kind of a horse face. Avenatti. That guy, he almost spilled coffee on me. It Did was he? great. Oh, it was like that would have been a lawsuit. Absolutely, it was one of those moments where time just slowed. All I had to do was stand there. All I had to do, yeah, they have a green room right for uh, for for the talent. It's where everybody's hanging out, and you're away from the media, and you're it's it's that's to me it's the only it's it was the most fun of the whole place. Mm -hmm. It was the most fun of the whole place. So I'm coming in. And Avenatti's in the middle of a conversation. He's got a cup of coffee in his hand, a full cup of coffee. And he's not looking where he's going. He's walking and talking to the person off to his left. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, this dude's going to walk right into me. And everything just slows down. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm going to pretend like I got burned. And then it's going to lead to PTSD. And I can't leave my house. And I can't enjoy coffee anymore. And there's pain and suffering. Any hot beverage, really. And then there was like a part of me that just took over. And like, ho, ho there. And like kind of put up my hand. And he's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, ah, there you go. I blew it. I blew my big chance. Okay. I blew he's my big broke. chance to sue Michael Evan. He's broke. Yeah, he's broke. Oh well, then I made a great call. Yeah, I, made I a mean, great well, call. I can't say that he's broke, but I read about all these financial problems he's had and how he screwed over his former partners and all this other stuff. I mean, he's just a sleazeball from the word go. He started the whole Kavanaugh ran a train gang rape thing. I mean, just outside of the complete realm of anything that was remotely feasible. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just when he did the horse face video though, oh my God, I was crying laughing because you can see him talking to himself inside his head and saying, don't laugh, don't laugh. Oh <laughs> God. It's just crazy. When the oh, president God. of the United States calls a woman a name like horse face and he had he literally paused before he said it because he had to collect himself that's hilarious and he did that's it hilarious. like on his phone and he was in some room with paneling in it and it was just it was horrible the whole thing it's uh the the whole thing is horrible and and avenatti ain't gonna stop and i don't think it, i i have to think with him and his legal skills and his acumen and his savviness uh, he's hidden money somewhere. He's got it. He's but, it's in some other LLC or some other crap. These dudes, they're they're just slick. They're just too slick. If he is still in the primary in 2020, when it's George's turn to vote, Super Tuesday, I am so pulling the lever for him. It's an open primary here. I can vote in either one, and he is so the nominee they deserve. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I that would actually, be hilarious. If I was allowed, I would take a picture in the voting booth. Boom! <laughs> do it. Do it anyway. Yeah, what are no, do? It's they're like, very like, strict here. They don't. Very they don't strict. hide. You don't have a little curtain. They don't have a little no, curtain behind no, you. No, you're. You have. Uh, we do it on computer screens. So we Ooh, do touch screens. Bad news. Bad and, news. Um, 
there's dividers in between the touch screens, but there's no curtains and there's no separation. You vote for Republicans over here and Democrats over here. I know there's a lot of noise right now about Georgia's election laws, but quite honestly, we have some of the most open rules in terms of registration. Um, you can go right up to a month before, less than a month before the election. Um, you can do it at the motor vehicle. You can do it online. There's an app for it. You can go to your election. I mean, there's like a dozen and a half ways to register. Um, and yeah. I'm asleep. It, I'm asleep. But I mean, it's an open, pr- well, because we have a governor's race going on. And the Republican might win, and he's running against an African-American woman, so we're already starting the voter suppression meme in case that happens. Oh, jeez. You know, because we're south of the Mason-Dixon. So even though our laws are more lenient than Ohio's, which were just upheld by the Supreme Court, it's all racism here. All racism. Well, 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 oh, yeah, it's, I'm telling you. I know. That's the whole thing. I know. Is racism, racism, and and they don't care. They don't care. When you talk about job numbers and you talk about record amounts, I had a guy go off on me because uh, I'm like small, uh, small, uh, small businesses. African American small businesses are up four hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big number. It's a huge number. And this guy was this old man. At the, the Melrose Improv, he was shaking with fury. Why? Shaking. That's not a good Cause, thing? Because I'm a liar. Where? <laughs> so he goes, here's my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Gypsy, I'm not making this up. I am not exaggerating. This man had to have been in his late 60s, early 70s, and he's like three rows back, and we start taking questions from the audience. I'm doing this thing called We the People, okay? Mm-hmm. And this man holds up his phone. He goes, Yeah. I got a question. Show me on my phone. Show me on my phone. Because you say this stuff, you say you lie. You lie. You say this, these lies, and these stupid people believe you. Show me on my phone. It's called Show the me. Bureau like, of Labor Statistics, sir. Google. And I'm just, I'm just <laughs> like, holy crap. So, so I get on my phone and I show him. I'm like, okay, here you go. Small, smallbizindustry.com. <laughs> it's like... He was furious. He was furious. And it's just like the racism thing permeates everything. Uh, but I'm just like going to continue merrily on. There's a lot of good stuff happening. But I, but here's, oh my gosh, I ran into Ann Coulter. I mean, this, is a, this is a nice little theme for, for the show. And uh, I know people have very strong feelings about Ann Coulter. I happen to personally like her. I've hung out with her. We've had conversations. She's. I find her to be not only very smart, but also very funny. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy her company. There you go. So I walk into Politicon. She lights up like a Christmas tree. Big hug. How you doing? She's crazy busy. She's selling a book. Everything's wonderful. We had a brief conversation. And, and, and I love it when I hang out with people who think different ways than I think. And she said something to me uh, as she was walking out the room. And I'm like, holy crap. She's like, because uh, we were talking about the illegal immigration, because that's mm-hmm. been her thing for years. And she goes, okay, so without this caravan, without this caravan, and without Kavanaugh, what was Mitch McConnell's plans to win the midterm? <laughs> and I thought about it. 
and 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 she's gone, right? She has to go do another panel. She's like, mm-hmm. think about this. And I'm just like, holy crap. Holy, what was Mitch McConnell's plan to win the midterm? There wasn't one. There wasn't one. Mm-hmm. So do you, now listen, and I'll, and I'll say this, uh, in all honesty, and this is the problem with the Republican Party, and I would get some applause on, on this. Like when the Republicans are in charge, they didn't do crap about border, uh, illegal border crossings, and, and neither did Obama. Both sides are doing the same thing. And that's why I think Build the Wall really resonated, because the American people are t- tired of the lies from both, both sides. I know that Newt Gingrich kind of threw... Uh, Bush Sr. under the bus so that he could be in charge of Congress and his profile would be raised. That just happened. Now, luckily, uh, Bill Clinton co-opted a bunch of the the right-wing, you know, points and we had a, a, a lovely period. But, like, do you... It, it terrified me. It terrified me that Mitch McConnell, was he just going into the midterms thinking, yeah, yeah, we'll lose a bunch, and then... Do you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I, I don't he was know throwing, what he was thinking. I don't listen. It go, it goes back to Obamacare, right? All these guys: John McCain, uh, Collins, Murkowski, all of them Republicans, all up and down the ticket. They loved when Obama was president. They loved to say, "You give us a chance, and we'll get rid of Obamacare. You give us a chance, and we'll get rid of Obamacare." So then we vote them all in, and they didn't do dick. They didn't well, do dick. Well, they, they did tried, they... and then John McCain did his McCain moment. So exactly. Yeah. So we do... can just be the big happy question flake is, didn't flake. D- does is the Republican is the Republican Party really about? Do they just want to sh- shout and complain? Was Mitch trying to put us back into a place where, hey, l- listen, we won't be in charge anymore. We have a great excuse. The Democrats will take over the House. The Democrats will take over the Senate, and then we'll be able to uh, raise a lot of money and bitch and scream because there's nothing we can do about it. Do they really want to lead? It terrified me. I'm like, holy crap, what was Mitch's plan? He had no plan. Why wouldn't he have a plan? He's been in politics a long time. Yep. That that was it was a big eye of God bless Ann Coulter. He's, I never I never even would have tired. thought of that. Maybe no, he's oh, tired. He's not tired. He's a crafty old turtle. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I know. He knows I still what he's love doing. the Kavanaugh stuff. Him and Grassley, man. Cool. Uh, 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 the if Kavanaugh they were thing... younger, they could have done like a hot dude calendar. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's what uh, it, I love it when I like. I I didn't figure that out, but that's 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 the brilliance of Ann Coulter. Shining a little light on what was Mitch's plan to win the midterms. He didn't have one. And why in the heck didn't he have one? Mitch actually said that on TV. What? Basically, he said they'd like to thank the Democrats for acting like such weirdos during the whole Kavanaugh thing. Because up until that point, they didn't hold out a lot of hope for the midterms. And I think that he was said by it on TV. And if you and if you talk he to like any honest. pundits, it's terrifying from the leader. He like wasn't. you're not even going to try. Paul we, we Ryan didn't really doesn't have care. A plan. Paul Ryan doesn't care. He's gone. And why do you think Paul Ryan's gone? This is weird. I'm I'm, he I'm can totally make money in the private sector. He's young. I think I think he's going to gear up for a presidential run 
uh, at some point, or yeah, I don't think so. At at no point in his life, at no, no point in his I, life. I really don't think so. I think he's I just, just kind of done. All he ever wanted to do was get tax reform passed. That's why he went to the house in the first place. He was a big okay. Jack Kemp kind of guy. I just. I could see him working for one of the think tanks and policy wonk kind of places, but no, I don't. I, I don't find think it. So. I find it very, very weird. Public service, public service, public service. Uh, your speaker of the house, Donald Trump, gets elected, and then you're like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm done. I he find didn't that want very to be weird. Speaker though, they had to talk him into it. Okay, so step down. Don't be speaker anymore. But I find it very weird that he's tapping out. Uh, who's the other one? The guy, Mr. Talks a Lot of Crap before the Benghazi hearings and then kind of craps the bed during the Benghazi. Uh, South, he's from the No, he's from the South. He's got the weird haircut. He's got gray hair and he's Mr. Cool, lawyer guy. Oh, Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy. He's tapping out too. What's mm-hmm. up with that? What's up oh. with that? And here's a seasoned lawyer who, who can't get it together for the Benghazi hearings. Oh, and here's a Benghazi update for you. Here's a little Benghazi Hillary's email for you and why everyone needs to be following uh, Tom Fenton and Judicial Watch. So I'm at Politicon. I found this little tidbit. Uh, I'm at Politicon, and uh, I run into Andrew Claven mm-hmm. from uh, the Daily Wire. We Good had guy. him on the show. Yep. Great guy. guy. So uh, I go, so what panel are you doing and he's like, oh, I got I to gotta talk about the deep state. And he laughs a little bit. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the deep state is real. And he's like, what are you talking about? And uh, they were getting ready to uh, dismiss a, a case. They were about to wrap it up, the Hillary email thing. And I, I bookmarked this one. And uh, Judicial Watch and uh, where in the heck? Come on. I did such a lead up to this, you sons of guns uh a judge in uh uh in the case crooked hillary's judge he found that uh the the lawyers on the left the department of justice the doj uh lawyers falsified uh evidence they falsified their testimony and he was shocked shocked yeah he says the State Department provided clearly false statements to derail efforts to get uh, Clinton documents regarding her emails. Hmm. So, yeah, and Clavin like lights up like he's like, are you kidding? And I'm like, I show him the tweet. And so they lied. And this uh, Cheryl Mills, the judge was like Cheryl Mills perjured herself lied under oath and then got immunity afterwards. Of course. And after she had a mutiny, the judge was freaking out about this. Then he's like, and then so when she has immunity, she was allowed to sit next to and be present when they questioned Hillary Clinton and yep. give Hillary advice. Mm-hmm. So the deep state is real, yo. These people in the State Department, they have a vested interest in Hillary getting away with it. And oh, she's going to run again. Oh, uh, well. You didn't see that op-ed? That's that. That's that's horrible. Did her, you see they, the they, I, I saw it. I saw it, and they've already run polls, and her approval rating is through the tank. And as soon as she opens up her mouth, it'll. We won't get that lucky again. We won't get that lucky <laughs> the again. Dude, actually said she's the only qualified person. 
it's it would it, it, i guess one of the best lines was cuz if joe biden runs again they'd both be running for the third time <laughs> it's uh biden is the only one that i'm worried about biden is the only one that i'm uh concerned about i think he can go into those rust belt states he can go to those blue collars and he can speak he just sounds like that guy and he honestly believes what Here's the deal, and I said this before on old podcasts, Biden has that same thing that Trump has, where Trump, he just feels it. He's just winging it. He's going. He's. It looks like he's speaking from the heart. Biden has that in spades. He has that in spades. You know, if the teleprompter breaks, if, if the teleprompter breaks down, Biden's still going to give you a good speech. Because yeah, he and, and, I mean, he's had enough really horrific gaffes that everybody forgives him for because he's crazy Uncle Joe. Yeah, like plagiarizing stuff. Well, listen, uh, watch out for Crazy Uncle Joe. What will he be, though, like 80-something? He'll be like 78. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. Bernie Sanders, yeah, I I think maybe not. Just not a good, no. But what kills me is this is your youthful Democratic Party. We have Bernie Sanders. We have Elizabeth. And diverse, diverse, completely diverse. We have Bernie Sanders. We have Elizabeth Warren, who is not a Native American. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden. That was hilarious. Uh, Kristen Gillibrand. Uh, uh, I'm just like, you Amy know Klobuchar. Uh, have you whatever. seen this, uh, this, this cinema chick that's running in Arizona? She's crazy. She's crazy, but She's I tell you what, she is hot. Up nutbag. She is hot. There's something She's about her. She's got that her. crazy I... librarian look about her. Yes. With the glasses. Yes. Yes. Like no. she's gonna take off those. Listen, I don't. You know who she looks like? A thinner version of. And now I'm gonna be fat shaming. Who? Did you ever watch that show, Criminal Minds? Criminal Minds. No, not really. Okay, they used to have this girl who was like a reformed hacker. She actually ended up in the bureau because they arrested her. And they're like, you can either put your skills to use for work for us or you can go to jail. So she decided to work for them. I forget what her – but she always had this like these red glasses and her blonde hair. And she was kind of a little bit heavier. And she just reminds me of her but a thinner version. I – it's – listen, that's a good look. It is a good look. I the, just uh, the the whole the whole hot life the whole hot library. Oh, you can't vote for her. She is straight up. But I tell you what, I I never I had never seen her. You see her name bandied around, and I'm I got home late the other night, and I'm watching the news, and they're like they show her giving a speech, and I'm like, who in the heck? I'm like, she's like a hot librarian. It's like a porn. Like you know, she's just gonna come home and take those glasses off, and then. I don't know. I hope she doesn't win, but she has uh, she has a future in the hot librarian category. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I got That's why I have this. That's why I have this show is so I can say things like that and not be judged. Yeah, I know. No. You finally found a hot Democrat. Yay! Oh, there's tons of them. There's, there's ton- tons listen, of them. It's <laughs> yeah. There. Uh, listen. They're everywhere. And that's why – that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to shift it. That's why I wrote that article for the website last week where Republicans have more sex. Well, yeah, We're it doesn't do you sex. any good to be that hot if you're all kinds of puritanical. Well, yeah. No, I'm serious. Did you hear this? Did you hear this nonsense that came out of your neck of the woods? Mm-mm. The Disney princess thing? 
Oh. You got Kira, I was say Kira star. Knightley and um, Kristen somebody. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. I don't let my daughters watch Disney princess movies because what was that prince doing kissing Snow White without her consent? Yeah. What? It's uh yeah, it's, it's You don't it's, you don't ever give up your voice for a man. She got legs. I mean, I'm like sitting there going, "Oh my god, these are standard archetypal heroes and heroines. You can go throughout literature and find Snow White in about 600 other stories cuz yeah. it's archetypal and she was in love with him." Before he kissed her, and he kissed her because he thought she was dead. <laughs> yes. I'm like, and it, you it all goes are back insane. to. You're insane. It goes back to just basic behavior. I'm very sorry. If you hand a, uh, a two year old girl uh, a stick, uh, she'll probably pretend like it's a baby, or she'll probably do some kind of like feminine behavior with it. Pretend you to hand sweep. a little. Yeah, you yeah. hand a little boy a stick, he's going to say, oh, I'm going to stab somebody, or it's a it's gun. It's a sword, yeah. Uh, listen, we're just wired differently. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're just wired differently. And it's not because Disney animated uh, a fable that's been around for a couple hundred years. It's, yeah, it is. And that's just, but that's just like social justice posturing. Oh, I don't let my children watch Disney princess movies. So what do they watch instead becomes my question. What do they watch instead? Uh, the Care Bears or Teletubbies? No, Care Bears, Teletubbies. Like that. Yeah. Teletubbies. Those are like aliens on LSD. Do you know what that is? What? I I did research on this. Here's a fun to know fact: the woman who came up with Teletubbies, she realized that computers were the future, mm-hmm. and she wanted to make computers. She wanted people to adapt easily to technology. And the easiest way to do that was to put a friendly, happy creature around a television screen. That is literally propaganda to make little kids like computer screens better. And if you ask me, it has worked. That's why Teletubbies don't talk. They're just big, happy, gentle uh, creatures that don't With scare screens a kid. on their tummies. Exactly. Exactly. Well, to make we, kids, we had make some other like commentary screens. about the Teletubbies around our house, but I'll leave that what it was. Oh, Tinky Winky, all that tinky stuff. Tinky Winky, you, yeah. If you want to see something scary, there's a, there's a, a great Tumblr. Uh, I think it's called Dark Photographs or something. And it, it, you look at pictures of the Teletubbies in black and white. It's terrifying for whatever reason. Like the colors makes it really happy and, and like, oh, I could go give that thing a hug in black and white. It's like a freaking foreign film and that thing's going to kill me. It's crazy just how the brain works. Yeah, now my um, kids were like the SpongeBob SquarePants and Blues Blues generation. Thank God for SpongeBob. Oh God, I hated that show. Oh, it's so funny. I it's so funny. that show. It's I like the so Rugrats, fun. though. I never did Rugrats. I miss that. But SpongeBob, that is my jam. No. That is the best. It's great because it doesn't fit any kind of molds. It's not really trying to teach you a lesson. And talking about archetypes, uh, you've got the, the – those are all archetypal uh, characters in SpongeBob. Okay. Uh, we kind of got halfway there with Disney. But mm-hmm. there's here's the here's the big uh, 
here's the other big uh, like entertainment uh, style news. I haven't had a chance to go to the movies. I know Halloween is doing very well. Uh, Hollywood uh, still thrives, but we'll talk about our little corner of geek uh, nerddom here. Uh, they they canceled Luke Cage. The, the, yeah, first of all, they canceled it. they canceled Iron Fist. Well, that that should have happened after the first season, but oh yeah, it was horrible. It was terrible. Horrible. That very uh, then, very what what did we call her? The um the young woman sidekick. She was just so very earnest all the time. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Making that was the bad. faces, making the faces to make you feel what she was saying. Yeah, terrible. For that, for that, I blame the director. Mm-hmm. For that, I blame the director. But when your lead guy, uh, the casting was bad for Iron Fist. He that was, was that the was greatest bad. American hero. Yeah, which that's the one they should reboot. Oh dear you, God! You, I'm not even kidding. All if I can you, hear now, now yeah. it's going to be like an earworm. All I can hear is the theme song in my head. It's a good one. No, Come it's back with not. that. Oh, that was a great theme song. Oh I don't want to spend. I don't want to even hum it because I don't want to like spend ten thousand dollars and get sued. But the greatest American hero theme song. That's one of the best all time TV theme songs ever. I was a big fan of the Dukes the Hazard. That was a good one too. That was a great theme song. Mm-hmm. However, I would remake Greatest American Hero. So they they canceled Iron Fist. I saw that coming. They never should have given that one the green light. They were just being greedy. But then they canceled Luke Cage, which I, I enjoy. Uh, and then here's that where I'm That is one good-looking man. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage? You oh, like yeah. the Luke Cage? He's, oh, a, yeah. he's, a, pow- he's a powerfully built uh, uh, black fella. It, it, That's, and I don't usually acting- like the bald thing, but he carries it well. He's. Uh, I'm, glad you're enjo- I'm glad there's some eye candy uh, for you. He did. He's a he's a great Luke Cage. That's a compelling character. I liked the world. I liked the supporting cast. It was well directed. Mm-hmm. It was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. So I smell a rat. I smell a rat. Well, it's more importantly, I smell a. Come, they I couldn't s- negotiate terms. I smell a mouse. Is what I should have said. I smell. A, I smell Disney at work. Let oh, us not you forget. Think they, yeah, you think they want to do all? Because well, they've got the Loki one coming out. They've got um. Oh, the one you don't like, the Scarlet Witch. They've got like six episode series for both of them coming out on the Disney streaming service. That is where it's at. Yeah. That is where it's at. And what they'll do, because Disney plays hardball. They play hardball. So they're like, yeah, we couldn't negotiate a deal with Luke Cage. So, boom, you're fired. And nothing makes you renegotiate when you're like when you're negotiating out of fear. So Disney will say... On our streaming service, we'd like to bring Luke Cage back. We're going to pay you a nickel a week, and everyone will say yes. That is what I think is going on there. Really? Like they're going to, yep, the Disney is slowly but surely, methodically, going to get these Marvel properties off of Netflix and migrate them to their streaming service. Which we're probably going to have to pay for. Absolutely. But, but who <sighs> will? But who really will? I, I know I'm not. I, I, I was watching. I know, but the uh, problem is, I love the Marvel properties. And and listen, it's got to hit them in their wallet. Well, I don't know. Like, what's Netflix now? Netflix is saying they're going to lower their subscription price. Did you hear that? Well, that would be fine because I mean, it's low enough. Actually, it's very low for me. It's free with my phone provider. That's great. <laughs> 
up to four but, accounts. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've got a. I got a good thing off of Netflix. I got a good thing mm-hmm. with uh, with Amazon because I'm Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime rocks. It's the best. So their streaming service uh-huh. over the weekend. Over the weekend, uh, me and my my boys are in this big uh, Indiana Jones thing. We watched Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then they wanted to watch uh, the second one, uh, Temple of Doom. And I go, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to skip that one. We're going to go straight to Last Crusade with Sean Connery. And that one was great. And then last night, last night we watched Temple of Doom. <laughs> I felt bad for the guy. Because, like... I told him it's not it's not the best one, and so they were like a, a bit crestfallen last night. Kind of like, yeah, how, how you just skip all three of the prequels in Star Wars, and it's fine. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my gosh! And I uh, I was I had a meeting at CBS the other week, and I ran into this actor Greg. Uh, I cannot remember his last name. He was on the show Heroes. And he's actually in all the new Star Wars movies. He was in The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. He has a smaller role, but he's a he's a rebel pilot. And I see this guy. They call me. My, I'm about to meet like practically with the head of, of CBS. And they call me into the meeting. And I go, hold on, hold on. Because I see this dude from Star Wars. And I'm like, hey, my man. He doesn't know me from Adam. He's like, what's up? And I'm like, have you rapped yet? Or are you about to? And he, I didn't even have to say Star Wars. He could tell by the look on my face. He knew what I was talking about. He goes, no, no, I go in next week. And I'm like, oh, dude. He <laughs> can identify goes, a true fan. Absolutely. But you I didn't think out. you were even looking forward to the next one. Here's here's the, here's the how I'm looking forward to <laughs> Here's how, no. The, the, you're, the, like, the, you're like trying to escape from an abusive relationship. I am. I, I am. It's like... <laughs> It's like I've had two boyfriends, okay? I've had two boyfriends. My first boyfriend, J.J. Abrams, he was okay. He was okay, and he treated me well. But you know what? Uh, He decided he didn't want to be in the relationship anymore, and he left me. So then I started dating uh, this guy, Ryan Johnson. And Ryan took me for granted. He mistreated me. He was boring. He was abusive. He blamed it on me. He blamed mm-hmm. the failure of the relationship on me. Yeah. And then he kept saying, well, look at the Blu-ray numbers. Look at the Blu-ray numbers. But I no longer am seeing Ryan. And now JJ's back in my life. So JJ wants to take me out on a Star Wars date. And I'm going to see what he has to offer. I, uh, I don't know a- how he repairs how screwed up the last one was. That's what I want to see. Like the, the, the piece think- of me... This is why I like to write uh, sitcoms. This is why I like to write. Uh, it's a puzzle. It's all a puzzle. Here are the pieces. Here And like especially with part three of a movie, here are the pieces that you have. Here's where you are in the story. How can he possibly make this work? He's now, the wonderful make, thing is... He's got to make Princess Leia die in the interim. It's crazy. He's got to die somewhere between the end of the last movie and the beginning of this one. He's got to do something with her character. Mm-hmm. He's got to bring back Snoke, like the great villain that they set up. What that? And then they just killed him in the last episode. He's got to do something. That, what's he going to do with that Rose character? That I think she's Vietnamese or Korean. I apologize. Uh, but her character, which was worth nothing, he's got to redeem uh, the character of Finn, which did nothing in the last movie. The the and then if I was JJ, I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed. He invented Captain Phasma. 
you know, the silver stormtrooper girl, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. And then they killed her. <laughs> it's like, I would be... They killed would, everything he loved. They did. And I think the only reason he came back to the franchise is because I think J.J. loves it as well. If you look at The Force Awakens, and for all of its flaws, at least you could tell he loved Star Wars. And, and Ryan Johnson, literally, uh, it was a hit job. It was a hit job. Uh, on on the entire franchise, they wanted to reboot the franchise, and he was paid to come in and be the destroyer, so they could start with a clean slate. And they just, they, I think I was talking about that last week. How how uh, Ben Shapiro and I were in the in the greatest hits. The people like this YouTube video of Star Wars hate rant compilations. Me and Shapiro <laughs> are on YouTube together. Right. With our, it was great. Oh, and here's some YouTube news. Holy crap. We're coming up on it. We're coming up. <clears throat> In the last two weeks, we have uh, roughly 150 new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Okay. That's fantastic. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. That's the kind of solid growth. People are going to theloftestparty.com, and they're leaving comments, on our, and I'm commenting back, and now it's all uh, starting to come into place. So I met this guy at Politicon, and I, I, I will announce it here on the show. When, when, the, when the service starts, when the service begins, I'm going to test it. I'm going to beta test it. And if this service can deliver what this guy is promising, it's going to replace Facebook. It will give Instagram and YouTube a run for their money. I don't want to even – I don't want to give away too much, but it's a very, very exciting prospect. This guy's a tech dude from San Fran, and he's got they got big money. They're they're I'm gonna get in on the beta testing of this social media platform. And this guy, uh, he goes, Well, where where are you? And I had like little uh, cards that I printed up for the Loftus Party. You know, loftusparty.com, the the podcast is here, uh, the Facebook, YouTube, the whole nine. And this guy looks at me like like a like an assassin. <laughs> like an assassin. Just looks at me like, you know, an assassin is like never that impressed. You know, they're just <laughs> like right. their, their eyes are like half open. He goes, sir, so he goes, uh, so you're on YouTube, huh? And I go, I go, yeah, YouTube, Facebook, all of them. He goes, you know, they hate you, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're well aware. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they do. Yep. And so we got that one covered. It is Google, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, there, it, it's. I think that problem is worse than we ever thought. Right. But right on time. I did this video. I did this video about the PC culture in England, uh, and the title of it. I try to be smart in the way I title the videos. I'm like, uh, the PC culture uh, has turned Britain into a joke, uh, and I don't want that. So it's a very, it's a very light and friendly uh, title. Man, YouTube demonetized it. Right. They deep. They demonetized that video. Like it's like they overheard the conversation I had with this guy, and as soon as that video had like four hundred uh, and some odd views, they're like, "Nope, not suitable for all advertisers." I don't use foul language. It's it's factually correct. It's well researched. It's fun. It's funny. It's lighthearted. So I've requested a uh, a review, and we'll see what happens. Um, and then here's where here's where it gets. Uh, Kind of fun, or we're, I, I, we have to be in the home stretch here. I also yes, we're in have, the home stretch. 
I also met uh, one of my uh, comedy brothers that I think is just, I think he's just fan, fantastic. This guy named Eddie Izzard. I, I ran into Eddie Izzard yesterday and he did a HBO stand-up show. Eddie likes to dress as a woman. He likes to, yeah, he I likes saw the to have picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's his thing. He lo- he prefers women when he has sex, but he just likes the accoutrement of like dressing as a woman. And that's fine. And I'm like, dude, uh, you, that special was great. And history is funny and can be funny. I did a show on the History Channel. I do videos. It's comedy. And, and we just, boom, we just hit it off and talking about uh, if you can't make fun of Hitler, who can you make fun of and the PC culture uh, in in Britain? And it's, uh, they're coming. <laughs> the PC culture is coming. And it was so nice to talk to this. Uh, he's from England and he's not painting Trump supporters with that big, he goes, he goes, here's what they're going to do. And here's what they're doing now. They're saying, oh, you're all racist. You're all this. And that's the, that's the farthest thing from the truth. It's the farthest thing. I'm like, okay, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Like, There's reasonable standing, people left. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's reasonable men that dress up like women and can have good conversations. Oh, God. It was, it was great. I'm a huge uh, Eddie Izzard fan. Uh, Politicon was great. Did the, you? Did I what? I was going to say, did you see what they did to Roseanne? What did they do now? Well, no, they they re-debuted the Connors without her. And oh, they yeah. killed her off with an opioid op- overdose? Seriously? Yes, 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 I yes. didn't watch the show. I just read about it. But yeah, not watching, not watching. Because it's socially relevant. They're doing, they're doing okay in the ratings. It's not a bomb. You can't really compare it to the Roseanne. We'll see if it has legs. I was going to say, I think a lot of people tuned in to see how they were going to handle it and then are going to tune back out. Yeah. I'm sure the number. Metcalf just isn't that funny. John Goodman's pretty good. Um, She's not that funny on her own. She was only funny playing the younger sister at a, you know, bar. Lori Metcalf, Lori Metcalf, John Goodman, everyone in that cast, they are awesome when they react to the grenade that just blew up, right? Right, right, right now, you don't have the grenade. No, the grenade's like, gone. Lori Metcalf would get so many laughs, Roseanne would go, bah, 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 and say something, dah, 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 dah. and then you just put the camera on Lori Metcalf, who's like a female Don Knotts, who could just right? look at her and get... <laughs> Huge laughs. Same thing with Goodman. They I, listen. Uh, I said this on on Twitter, and I have literally. I have. I have. This is oh, not I love Hollywood John BS. I have friends over there, like good friends of mine, friends that hopefully I'll be close with for the rest of my life. They're really funny. They're really talented. They they got. It's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Talk about talk about a tough puzzle to solve. You know, let's do the Roseanne show without Roseanne, and who's the catalyst, and where where do the stories come from, and who's setting, it's, God bless them. Well, as they got closer and closer to debuting this thing, all of a sudden the heads of the network were coming out like, maybe we pulled the trigger a little too quick with that one, you think? Because they did. Because they did. I know. And it's too bad. And I know Roseanne is very, she's unhappy uh, and she's unhappy with the way uh, they got rid of her. Um, oh my gosh! I don't, I don't want to say that. I, I almost 
there's almost a cross pollination of topics there. I will say this uh, mm-hmm. before we go: the the deplorable comedy tour. I'm I'm going to do some stand up dates uh, right now. It's Houston and it's Dallas, mm-hmm. and it's the sun, Sunday Monday before the the midterms. Uh, Houston sold out super fast. Dallas is going really fast. So I, I know there's tickets still available for Dallas. I'm not sure about Houston. So then the next thing we're going to do uh, is these are in like improv comedy clubs. We, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, we kind of wanted to see, you know, because I feel like there's a, a boatload of people out there that want entertainment. And so, okay, so we were correct. Yes. So now we're going to start hopefully next week. On the ne- on next week's show or the, or the week after, I'll be able to announce some of the theaters. We're going to start because uh, the improvs hold like five hundred people, and and I think we can do thousand seat theaters. And uh, and you will and, of course and, be coming to Atlanta, right? Oh my gosh! Uh, yes, I want to. Gypsy go to, gets some comp tickets, right? Gypsy gets the VIP. <laughs> Gypsy's a Gypsy. Your inner circle. Ooh, you are inner circle. I get circle. to go in the green room thing. You're 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 on wow. the Loftus party squad. But wow. yeah, I want to do. Well, if we do an LA date, watch out. If we do uh, a Detroit date, watch out. You'll be if protested. We do, well, here's the wonderful thing, and this is what I learned from we had Owen Benjamin on. Mm-hmm. You don't want to announce too early, because and I, I totally learned this from Owen when when we had him on the show. He does it almost at the last minute, right? So we have to be a little bit careful, and it's it's just gonna be, it's a fun thing because like I was talking about at the top of the show, like uh, you can't disprove a negative. So I'm just gonna continue on. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna be wonderful people. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time and and yada yada yada. So the announcements will come, but they'll they'll come closer to the actual dates. But hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. Some of these wonderful. I, I w- I'd like to get Owen on a couple of the shows. I'd like to get Steven Crowder on a couple of the shows. Uh, there's there's a guy named Jimmy Falia in in New York. I'd like to get him on a couple of the shows. So the cast will kind of be changing, mm-hmm. but in each little s- segment, it, it'll it'll. Uh, I'd love to get Bill Burr on a you couple go. of shows. I'm telling you, it's very exciting. And I keep like my Twitter, the Facebook, every, ever since I was on Fox uh, News about it, everybody's like, well, when are you going to come to Lexington? When are you going to come to Poughkeepsie? When are you oh, coming to Chicago? If you look at the Facebook page, you've got like a 300-city tour. It's <laughs> We're working on it, and the dates are coming. They'll be at theloftparty.com. You could outplay the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. I'm – listen – between now I and 2020, come on. As we as we as we keep this thing going, mm-hmm. and and God willing, as it keeps gaining momentum, you are going to find entertainers that are willing to come out. Here's what I'm hoping. Like I I'm risking a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm risking a lot because I've got things going on. I've got scripted things. I'm in the process of selling and blah blah blah. Someone has to be reasonable here. Like yes, I voted for Donald Trump. I think I'm no, still funny. No, I don't as have well. horns. Exactly. <laughs> so I need to uh, literally like put my money where my mouth is. Go out there and prove that you can do this, and the world doesn't end. And then hopefully, people that I know in Hollywood, in New York, big time people, 
will go, okay, you can do this and still survive. Then, ooh, then watch out. Then the floodgates have truly opened. Mm -hmm. The floodgates have truly opened. So that's our show. That's our, uh, our Politicon debate show. It's all wonderful. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, the analy- I, I say this, I'm going to close with this again. The, 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 uh, the algorithm is real. Thanks for liking uh, us on Facebook. Thanks for sharing the videos. God bless you. You're helping, you're helping, you're helping. Thanks for going to theloftestparty.com. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Yeah, we're up a hundred. We're up 140 subscribers. 140 subscribers. That's wonderful. Once you reach a certain number, they cannot turn that faucet off. And once we get to a certain number, everything's golden. So that's what we're doing on Facebook. That's what we're doing on YouTube. That's what we're doing uh, with theloftestparty.com. And you guys have been a huge help. We're an awesome community. If you're new, if you found out about the show from Politicon or Fox News, we usually have a guest. Uh, This was kind of a loosey-goosey one, uh, but you're beautiful. We love you. Thanks for listening. Go to iTunes. That's That's the other one. Leave a review. Give us some stars, and that'll raise the profile there. The snowball is snowballing. It's wonderful, and I appreciate you. I will talk to you guys next week.